and welcome to the Interception Podcast. It's the podcast that listens to all the other podcasts, and we scour the internet, and we find those news, notes, tidbits that usually fall through the cracks on other uh, podcast shows, but not here. Oh no. We bring it to you front and center each week. My name's Derek. (laughs) My name's Daniel. I'm here with my brother Derek. We are the Whites. Derek, how are you doing on this fine Thursday morning? Man, I got so close this week. It was almost the best <laughs> opening yet, and I blew it with my name. <laughs> I, I, I feel like in your head, you're like, I got it. I'm got it. I'm Oh, I'm That's Ace in to- this, and then my name oh, is... Oh, what, what? <laughs> it's totally what it was. It's like, okay, yes. Say your name first. Say your name first, and then say his name. I don't know. Don't he say first? <laughs> and then blew up. Well, <laughs> I, I, I how are say- you doing? I want to say uh, we've said many times that the Thursday night game usually dictates how we're going to feel up until Sunday. Well, I was playing the Steelers defense, and not only did Mariota, you know, originally he threw, he threw three picks, which there's like, well, he has never thrown three picks in his whole career. He threw a fourth pick in garbage time. They got five sacks against him. I, I don't like this start. I still think I'm going to win this matchup, but – you never want to feel this way uh, going in, you know, going into a Sunday, like for a couple of days, like just yeah, definitely. staying up all night, you know, thinking about it. So what was the final uh, tally for uh, the defense? Uh, in our league, it was 17 points. I feel like there Ooh, might be a couple of four- 17 points. 17 points. I know. <laughs> That's a bad start for the week. Yeah. They got a fourth uh, down yeah. stop. So it might've been 16 points for other leagues. But the good news on this one is that you're also playing Juju Smith-Schuster, who did not have his uh, his customary touchdown he's been having every week, uh, and now will have to turn 21 years old with only five touchdowns to his name. So, uh, <laughs> 21, <no> more... Jesus. <laughs> only only five touchdowns. Yeah. So, I, really, we're just I think we're just on par. So, ho- hopefully, this is a big – it feels like a big Gordon week and a big Hunt week, right? So, I think I'll be all right. It does. Okay, I, I, sorry, Derek, to interrupt you, but as, yeah, each, you as every week, I have to interrupt you to to do my shot of the week. Uh, I won in one league, lost in one league. I'm supposed to do a Sousa shot, but fuck it, I'm going straight to the Patron because I hate the Sousa. And what I'm going to do is, uh, as you know, uh, we'll let the fans know we are going to uh, a couple football games this upcoming weekend. Um, so while I'm on my way back, I'm going to buy a nice bottle of Don Julio 1942, and then that will be my two week winner. Then my one game win week winner will be the Patron because I'm, I'm just that classy. That's pretty classy, Dan. <laughs> That's pretty fucking classy. So Super Bowl 51 shot glass. Haven't cleaned it out all season. It is starting to get a bit of a must to it, but it just makes it better. <laughs> I might advise people not to drink out of shot glasses that haven't been cleaned, but that's just how you roll. It seems to be working for me. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Yeah, so we're going to go see some football this weekend. We got, we're, we're living large. We're watching two games this weekend. The Chargers versus the Bills. You know, pretty excited about Nathan Peterman, which sounds very much like a star quarterback's name. It doesn't sound like a guy that would be in a sitcom in the background just walking around, you know. And then uh, or Seinfeld, right? Yeah, well, did that actually his name? Is it not? Is it Nathan Peterman? Yeah, it's or? the Peterman. <laughs> yeah, I don't Peterman. think his first name is Nathan, but well, Nathan makes it even lamer. I was gonna say gay, but in this today's climate, like I thought maybe the pitchforks <laughs> would come out if I called him gay. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, don't want to turn people off this podcast. Yeah, hashtag not me. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the game. Uh, it was actually a pretty exciting game up until around the the, the third quarter, probably. Um, Titans, uh, unfortunately, like Derek was just describing, Marcus Mariota throw uh, four picks, three picks early. His actual his first throw of the game was a pick, um, that, just an overthrow that got tipped up and just unfortunately went to uh, a uh, a Pittsburgh player. His second pick was a throw to to Corey Davis, uh, and it just didn't seem like Corey Davis really broke towards the ball enough, and then he got uh, undercut by the defender, and Buddy picked it off and uh, ran it down. Um, and then the third pick was another throw to Corey Davis, so I have some a uh, little bit of Corey Davis fear because I'm owning him in both leagues. Uh, but the ball, he threw it right into the Corey Davis' uh, bread basket, right into the stomach, and it just seemed – the way he, he got hit at the same time, and the way he got hit, popped the ball up in the air again, and that was the third pick. The fourth pick, I don't even want to count. Uh, I don't know who he's throwing it towards. At that point, I was like, oh, game's over, and I started Yeah, another pop-up, to too, I think. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, was. Now, Corey Davis doesn't feel like a thing right now. He continues to be a bench stash in the hopes that uh, the Titans' easy schedule can uh, help them out. They did seem to be spreading the ball around when like when they had things going. Rashad Matthews, Decker, and Delaney Walker. It seems like I, Rashad I don't Matthews hope is the guy. Yeah, well, he's good. He's good. Everybody keeps saying he's just, he's good. He's good. He's all under the radar, but he's good. So, yeah, it seems like he's the guy for sure. Uh, there was a lot of hype this week, and I did uh, so. I did start him in one league just based on all the hype that I had read. So, um, so th- let this be a lesson to you. If, although, to be honest, let's wait to see what Kelvin Benjamin does. Uh, this weekend uh, before I start really downplaying myself on this one uh, for starting him because Benjamin could be hit or miss too. So it was kind of in my head. It's like, uh, well, why not? Um, and uh, I had read an article that basically said that uh, historically uh, wide receivers on Thursday night shows uh, usually uh, usually have a, a higher point percentage than on Sundays or, or something like that. At least that's how it was for the last two years. Uh, and a good example of that was the Amari Cooper game uh, uh, about a month ago. So I, <laughs> everything kind of fell in place. I was smart enough to know not to play him in both leagues. But in one league where I think I have a, a win anyways, um, I started him. And, yeah, I have a little bit of regret. But, hey, 2.7 points could have been zero. Now, if you would have waited for this week's guaranteed fantasy rock star of the week, you would have found out that Bruce Ellington on the Texans was going to break out this week, Dan. And then you wouldn't have had to worry about that wide receiver spot. Maggie picked him up. Maggie has him. Maggie oh, used a waiver on him. damn it. Damn, a waiver? <laughs> All right, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I got to start following that league a little more closely. Trust <laughs> <laughs> me, blew me away too. When I saw the, the nose, I went and looked for it. And it turns out she has him. I was like, and then I, I looked and I noticed she used her waiver on it. Like she looked past um, Jamal uh, Jamal Williams and Samaj P. Ryan. Oh, she uh, she, she could have had Jamal Williams. <laughs> I think so. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel Anyways, like that was a mistake. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Well, hey, we'll see how it plays out. She's second in place, so you can't really judge her too harshly, to be honest. Yeah. There's a chance that Montgomery comes uh, back and plays, right? Uh, like that's still on the table, and then that pretty much I think kills Jamal Williams's value. So we'll see how it goes. Um, anyways, anything else notable happened in this game? Uh, Antonio Brown went off like crazy, finally having a, a three touchdown game. I actually think that might be equal his uh, his year his total output for the year. Or 
Yeah, you know, hey, I don't three know. Three touchdowns in one game. That's pretty amazing. Martavius Bryant was getting a lot of passes. Now, he kept making stupid mistakes, like dropping the ball. And I don't know. I guess just a lot of drops is really what I'm trying to say. Uh, but it was a little promising that he was getting the ball more. He might be – I actually think he's – like if you're going to pick somebody up and have him on his on your bench with hopes that something happens, I'd probably have Matavius Bryant over Corey Davis at this point. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just worry about Juju Smith-Schuster. Actually, I worry about them both both ways. Like I could see uh, Schuster being um, kind of eclipsed by Bryant or vice versa. Like it could be either one. That's kind of the thing that's dangerous about this this team is that they have their they have their stars. So you have Bell, you have Brown, and then there's the the other guys who kind of all just mix in. And um, it, there's no real guarantee that any one guy is going to be the guy. It's, it reminds me of like the Saints team from last year where they there was just so many mouths to feed, and uh, Drew Brees really spreads the ball around. Yeah, you might be right about that. Perfect. Enough. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Enough. I'm, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Uh, okay, um, DeMarco Murray came back down to earth this week. Uh, he only had eight carries for ten yards. That is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Steelers defense um, though is pretty solid. Steelers defense was solid for sure. And yeah, they, you you see that you got nineteen points uh, against you. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck, <laughs> way to rub it in. Um, it did seem like Henry had a little bit more room to run at some of the runs earlier in the game, but um, there really wasn't anywhere to run. So. Um, there wasn't much going there, but it was cool to see the guy who has DeMarco Murray in our league, uh, who was riding high off his three touchdown game last week, uh, come crashing down to earth. Cause, uh, now that trade's not looking as good as it did last week. Yeah. Even though I guess if I had him and I was in, in my head, I was thinking of him as an RB two, I'd feel pretty good because he's clearly getting the ball more than Henry. Um, I don't see them doing a full switch to Henry, which is what everybody hopes they do. And he is looking a little more healthy. So as long as I haven't really looked at the matchups, but as long as the matchups clear up, like Murray's going to be a solid player to have on your team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Um, moving on to uh, any injury news you got for us, Derek. Um, I'm kind of just scrolling through Roto World myself, and I'm seeing Philip Rivers gotten a full practice this Thursday. So he's all but cleared the concussion protocol, and he will be out there against the Bills. That's That's great news. That's great news just because we're going to watch that game. And if we had to watch yeah. Kalen Clemens, like I watched the whole year of <laughs> Kalen Clemens when he was on the Jets. And I, I think I would have had to shoot myself. Like it would have been horrific. <laughs> you just got to drink more and just not remember the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely the goal. <laughs> um, then also some good news for the Seahawks. Uh, it looks like they're going to have Earl Thomas back. And there's a chance that Chancellor does play, but he's undergoing more tests for a stinger he's got going on. Uh, and Dwayne Brown is expected to be a game time decision. So uh, the Steelers are getting some of their defensive players back. Obviously Sherman's out, so um, it's still a hit. But um, it could we might have a game on Monday night uh, against the Falcons. Yeah, that's turning the Seahawks versus uh, the Falcons is turning up or looking like a really great game to watch this week. Um, what's really funny a lot of, what a lot of people are talking about is the other game of the week, uh, the Vikings versus the Rams. If I told you at the beginning of the year, Dan, that we're going to be excited about Case Keenum and Jared Goff, like how would you have felt? Head-to-head revenge match. I never would have believed it. That's a thing. Yeah, head-to-head like, revenge uh, match. I didn't even think about yeah. that. You're right. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, Case going to go out there wanting to get his, uh, his, his sweet, his due revenge, his just revenge for last year being usurped by the young Goff and the, the Jeff Fisher-led 
Rams. Right? Solid usage of usurp in a big spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go quickly Google, make sure I used it properly, but I think I did. <laughs> so we're going to the refs here. <laughs> um, I don't know. Other injuries like Hogan. Hogan's clearly up for the week, which on the Yahoo app, they don't have him as out yet, but he's clearly out. So that's really making me depressed. Uh, Leonard Fournette has a sore ankle, and people are uh, saying that Chris Ivory might get a little more carries, which may or may not mean anything because the Cleveland Browns actually have a pretty solid run defense. And uh, that's all I'm thinking of. I think Charles Clay's practicing, but until we see what Peterman's doing, I wouldn't be using him either. Sounds uh, sounds good. Also, when we go through the games, we can think of anyone, or we'll probably bring them up. There we go. I, before we go through the games, I just want to bring up one quick thing. The to go add to your question from earlier, when you're saying uh, at the beginning of the season, if I had, if I asked you this, would you uh, what would you thought of it? Would you have believed that in the top ten, uh, that Robert Woods and Robbie Anderson would be se- uh, seven and eight, uh, leading for wide receivers at this point in the season in fantasy points? Well, I've clearly Robbie A. I would have assumed it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robert Woods. Yeah, because Robert Woods was the kind of guy that. Yeah, I never would have thought it. And even now, it's like the Doug Baldwin effect where I'm like, no, nah, he's not real. It's a mirage. But wide receiver is actually really list? bad this year. Yeah, Number 10 on that list, Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, and he, he only had a couple games as well. So I think actually, just you know, it's the state of wide receiver this year. It might be skewed a bit because they've already played. So maybe he isn't quite 10. But well, right he now, didn't do much this, moment, this game, though. So. You're right, 50 yards, yeah. But 50 yards doesn't really – like the difference between him and the guy in 11th, uh, 84, 86 is what he has. He, uh, the guy, uh, Brandon Cooks has 84, 70. So, yeah. whatever. Anyways, uh, just a, a fun thing to look at. Uh, still your top three, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, still rounding out the top three. Okay, let's uh, just jump right into this games thing. What do you say? Let's do it. Perfect. All right, so we just watched the Titans Steelers. Uh, nothing you you've heard that part, so let's move on. <laughs> Lions. <laughs> you skip that part. And, <laughs> let's usurp that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lions and Bears uh, should be a good game, actually. I I you know with the Lions, I'm always like excited. You know, uh, I I always like to see them play. I'm I like uh, Stafford still, and their offense is is just fun to watch. Uh, except for at the like, the, I don't think they have quite the running game they should really have. But they, it's fun to watch them throw the ball. Um, what do you think is going to happen in this one, Derek? I think there should be because it's a division game in Chicago. Um, hearing the weather is not going to be that great. I think it's going to be a tight game, tight defensive game. I feel like the Lions are going to win this game. They're just a great fourth quarter team. Like even against the Browns, they're like, "Nah, we're not going to try until the fourth quarter," and then they smoke the Browns. I like the Lions a lot, and I think on one of the podcasts, uh, somebody was pointing out that the Lions are hugely under the radar for just sort of the kind of football they're playing and just how well Matthew Stafford's playing. Um, yeah, Fantasy-wise, totally my boy, Golden Tate, I wanted to bring it up, Dan. I called him out last year. You, you try to put doubt in my head about Golden Tate. You're like, Derek, Marvin Jones has more red zone targets, yada, 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 air yards, schmuggity, schmuggity, schmoo. Golden Tate went off last week, Dan. And that he's one guy that listened to our podcast, I hope he somehow found a way to trade for him, and he's just living at large. 
Yeah, you know, you, you, when you're right, you're right. Uh, I think what actually hurt Marvin Jones a little bit was the return of uh, Kenny Galladay. Uh, Kenny Galladay had big catches in that game last week. Um, but let's talk like fantasy relevance this week. Like uh, for the Bears, they do have a pretty like maybe it's an on or off defense. Like they have some weeks where their defense just seems like they can shut down anyone, and then there's weeks where they're well, like last week where they're losing to Brett Huntley or Huntley. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, I think you confidently start Tate, um, and then maybe like would you start Jones? I don't know. How do you feel? I think personally, if I could get away from Jones I would but like we were just saying like the state of the wide receiver this year I, I'm assuming if you have Jones you probably are in a position that you have to play him right especially if you're yeah. in a league like ours where it's three wide receivers so yeah you're probably right yeah I think you're forced to I heard that Jordan Howard not only in this game but going forward um, is actually a pretty solid guy to have on your team right now so a lot of a lot of late trade target stuff I've been seeing some mumblings about uh, playing him a lot more. And uh, Tariq Cohen getting way less play because uh, his uh, pass protection hasn't been great at all. And it's so funny. It's He was that one, you know, every year there's the guy, right? For the first two weeks, everybody's freaking out about him. And then he kind of just it's tapers off. the Eddie off. Royal factor. The Eddie Royal, yeah. Eddie Royal factor. Yeah. Who is Eddie Royal still in the Bears too? So it's just, he might not be. <laughs> um, what, do we, what do you think about Dontrell Inman? He, he was kind of a waiver wire pickup this week. Uh, kind of had some buzz around him. I wouldn't want anybody on the Bears, like any wide receiver. It's just Jordan Howard <laughs> or Buzz. Because so every Jordan week Howard it's a bus. different Perfect. Bears guy. Like Even even I was like hyping uh, uh, Trey McBride, right? And then yep. he didn't do much. Yep, good to know. So basically, start Jordan Howard, no one else on the Bears. For the Lions, start Tate uh, and... <laughs> turn off the tv if you don't have to watch this one well uh, i do like for a flex right. real quick for flex uh amir theo riddick <laughs> riddick oh twist well just he got a touch riddick, on last actually game. he looked like, good last flex. game like i actually thought he looked better than uh, amir in the touches that i watched like i didn't watch the entire game it was a red zone kind of watch um but anytime he like anytime i saw a long run i was like oh is that amir and it always seemed to be uh always seemed to be riddick so yeah i don't i that's not a bad play just his snaps are trending upward as well because of Amir's mistakes. And maybe not in this game because I get I feel like the Lions will be up. But going forward, I think the Lions have some tough matchups. And if they're playing from behind, you definitely want Theo Riddick. Yep. All right. Jaguars-Browns. <laughs> is this the game of the week? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this, I honestly, I know this is like just crazy to say, but I think the Browns, have a chance to win this one. <laughs> and I know I, it's crazy. I, feel the same way. I know it's crazy. But I feel like the Jags, this is just the tight kind of game the Jaguars would lose. Yeah, I, I'm in an eliminator pool. It's down to the nitty gritty. And uh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't play the Jacksonville this week. I'm like, it's all matched up. You know, they're against the Browns. They're probably going to get like five interceptions, you know. But I'm yeah. like, oh, but the Jacksonville, they just lose these kind of games. Like, the, the Browns looked kind of capable. They're trying to win that one game, right? Oh, yeah, and I think um, they said in one of the podcasts, they some teams are like a 50-minute team. They're a 25-minute team. Uh, whatever <laughs> it takes to get you through halfway through the second quarter um, because <laughs> of they just fall apart. And they did look good. You're right. At the beginning of that game last week, they were, they were throwing the ball. They were moving the ball. 
Um, Isaiah Crowell had this crazy, <laughs> like, another good game. I guaranteed you last week he was going to get five points, and somehow he goes out there and gets another uh, double-digit score. Uh, I, 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 I Mark my words, Derek. This week, Isaiah Crowell is going to get 40 yards. That's it. <laughs> he's going to have four <laughs> points, and he's going to just fucking crush people's dreams who started him thinking, oh, he's he's back. He's back. It's that floor we talked about while we, while we picked him up in the, in the third round. Uh, he's not back. <laughs> he had two lucky games. It's not happening again against the Jaguars. Well, against the Jaguars. like If you're playing him against the Jaguars, you deserve to you're lose. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Four, four oh, points. I did hear the Browns' defense matches up perfectly against this Jacksonville offense. Um, pretty stout run defense. And, uh, you know, good enough pass defense. People are saying on the Jaguars – I've been following it closely because I have Marcus uh, Marquise Lee on my team. Um, they're saying that he's going to get the McCordy coverage, which is actually a pretty solid coverage. And so he might be a solid, might not be a solid play, but Evan Silva did point out that Lee ran from the slot about 13%. And that might be a little bit more in this game in an attempt to get the Lee the ball more often. So it's so funny. Uh, like one analyst will say, don't play Lee at all. He's screwed. And then Evan Silva saying, ah, maybe you could play him. Like if you're a little desperate, um, he's, I think he's a great player to have going forward. So if anybody drops him after this week, especially if he gets shut down by the Browns this week, I would pick him up right away. Yeah, I actually was trying to get him, but uh, I am a little worried about that whole D.D. Westbrook coming in back and stealing some of those looks. But uh, obviously that's all down the road kind of stuff. Uh, what do you think about Fournette this week? Uh, he really got shut down last week. Uh, it seemed like the Chargers were uh, zeroing in on trying to stop the run game and asking Blake Bortles to throw the ball. And I think a lot of teams have tried to do that, but this is the first time someone was successful. Yeah, I think the, the consensus right now, like the fantasy consensus is – that you have to play him no matter what because he's your RB1. But with that said, um, I was, like I was saying earlier on in the podcast, I was hearing that Chris Ivory is going to get a lot more carries in this game due to his injury. Um, Lonnie Fournette is, and I don't like this from a, any football player, um, he's already whining about the cold in Cleveland. He's like, oh, I don't like playing in the cold games. And like, as soon as, especially a running back says something like that, like it really brings up warning flags for me feels like a player that's not really going to be trying that hard and not just for this game like just going into the future it just like this is a guy that's already got some discipline from his own team and now he's complaining about the cold like he's got to grow up you know what i mean like this is ridiculous <laughs> well his team's the jacksonville jaguars his team's centered out of florida does he think that every game's going to happen in florida you get half your games in sunny florida like <laughs> suck it up man <laughs> The other yeah, half, like, get, like, there's, there's a whole ton of games that are in like a, a north, way more northern hemisphere than you are. Like, give me a break. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, you did mention uh, Didi Westbrook. The beat writers are saying that they're he's going to be extremely eased back in. So, um, I, Evan Silva was pointing out that uh, I only know his last name, Cole, on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's gotten 60 yards in his lap two times in his last three games he could be actually a really solid like under the radar play like if you're if you're basically if you're desperate just because if lee gets that mccordy coverage cole's gonna be open all day so somebody's definitely gonna be on your waiver wire and um 
just just to be arbitrary, just to throw something that may or may not be true, let's say he's going to get guaranteed 70 yards. Boom. There, I guaranteed it. Boom. Now you can guaranteed pick him up it. and wow. feel good about it. All right. So, uh, okay, so Jaguars defense is obviously a solid play here. And for the Browns, I don't think there's anyone on this team, especially not Isaiah Crowell. But if you feel like if you feel like rolling the dice uh, and giving the, your opponent the win, go ahead, start Crowell. <laughs> I dare you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't touch uh, Ravens else, Packers. Though. Yeah, Raven Ravens pa- Packers. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, Ravens Packers. Now this is a this is a solid game only because I feel like they're just as good as each other. So we've got Joe Flacco, the worst quarterback in the league, playing against Hutley, somebody who's you know, playing a little bit better. I think this is a tight game. It's in Lambeau. Uh, I just outside of fantasy, like just game wise, I think Green Bay could pull this off. And I, I was looking at the schedule, Dan. It might be hard for me to just quickly go through it right now, but there is a scenario where if Green Bay wins the games that you think are like they could win, like this is a must-win game. But say Green Bay wins this game. There is a slight chance that they're going to have eight wins, right? So right now they have five wins. They win this game six. There's two more games that are winnable going forward. If they have eight wins in week 15, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. And if Aaron Rodgers comes back week 15, all of a sudden you have two weeks in your fantasy playoffs where you can be playing Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. I, If anybody's league dropped these players, I would pick them up right now Put them on your bench. It's like stashing a defense for that final game. Um, this this could win leagues. Like if Aaron Rodgers is on on your waiver wire, grab him right now. Throw him on your IR. Yep, that's great advice. Um, also, sneaky good has been the Adams to uh, Huntley connection. Like it seems like they have some kind of thing going uh, at least in the last two games uh, with some really good catches and throws. So I do think I still think there is still value with Adams. Maybe you could probably start him. Uh, the Ravens do have a good defense, so maybe feel a little bit nervous this game. But I think if you're – because of the state of the wide receiver position, you're probably forced to start Adams, and I think that's safe. I would try to stay away from uh, Randall Cobb still, though. Um, Cobb has some flashes the last two games, but nothing too major. And uh, I don't know I don't know what Jordan Nelson – like it seems like he's – I think he's one of the better players in that that offense, but uh, maybe it's just always been Ben Roth- uh not Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I guess Jordan doesn't get a lot of separation. He's just a really good route runner. So when it comes to like a rookie like this, yeah, you know, he's just he's not going to be able to really, uh, what do they call it, uh, push the envelope or push anyway, whatever it is. It's usurp. I think the word you're looking for is usurp. Well, I got to look up from the dictionary. I got to make sure you're right. But um, I did hear, um, I think it was Evan Silver, one of the podcast guys. They were being pretty adamant about not playing Devontae Adams this week. Just I guess he's going up against. Uh, oh. I want to say Jimmy Smiths. I don't know. That's probably some actor. Jimmy Smith, whoever it is. Um, <laughs> essentially, don't play any wide receivers in Green Bay. I guess the real story is just whether or not Jamal Williams is going to be the only only running back playing for Green Bay. And if he is, he might be a good vol- volume play. Yeah. It's yeah, Jimmy Smith. Sure. It's definitely Jimmy Smith. Uh, for the Ravens, it's got to be. Yeah, Jimmy uh, Smith is the guy that the showed Ravens. his ass on NY- NYPD Blue. I'm pretty sure. Now, this is from the 80s, so nobody listening to this podcast will remember that. Maybe it's from the 90s, but nevertheless. It's stuck in my brain, all right? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Hashtag you too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, you didn't ask for that, that ass shot on the NYPD Blue. No, I didn't, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, for the Ravens, though... Uh, 
do you, do you still feel confident in Alex Collins? Uh, it's, it came out today and said straight up that Alex Collins would still be the lead back, even when Terrence West comes back and when Danny Woodhead comes back. So um, do you still feel confident in him? He really hasn't really shown much since that big Thursday night game where uh, he ran for, I think, 130 yards. I feel like Ravens have, like, they commonly are, like, touting a running back and then they do something completely different. I wouldn't I, – I, you just can't. You cannot play any of the running backs. I feel like there's not one situation, unless you're in a 16-man league, so I guess there is one situation where you would actually play anybody in this backfield. With that said, I would love to have Danny Woodhead on my bench. Kind of missed out on that. And actually, I wouldn't mind Collins on my bench either just to sort of see how it does shake up. But currently, I'm pretty sure Terrence West, Collins, um, Allen, and Woodhead – are all technically healthy enough to play right now. And I just wouldn't want to mess with that. For sure. You like uh, Macklin at all uh, this week? Um, I do like Macklin. I think personally, I'd maybe have him on my bench just to see how it bounces back. But Macklin's actually played really solidly his last three games. Kind of regret. I had him on a couple of my teams. I think I regret dropping him. I think he's going to be that kind of down-the-stretch play that's going to be a really solid uh, wide receiver two for you. Maybe even a wide receiver one. So... I, I personally would, you know, yet again, if you see him on your waiver wire, you have a bench spot, I'd pick him up and maybe even play him if you're desperate. Like, I would play them over all the Green Bay wide receivers, like, guaranteed. Yeah. Um, I prob- yeah, I think there was another game we were talking about about wide, wide receivers, but so far of all the games we talked about, I'd play him number one for wide receivers. Okay, Cardinals-Texans. Let's move on. Cardinals-Texans. <laughs> Uh, just because I'm looking at the time, and uh, we aren't as far through this list as we should be. Uh, Cardinals-Texans, um, this game is its a game of football, right? <laughs> it's a good game of football. My boy, Dan, Blaine Gabbert, the man, is QBing, I think he's a against, solid, against the Texans. Horrible defense. Against the man, the myth, the Tom Randy Savage, right? Tom Savage. <laughs> I like Tom Randy Savage. That's solid. Um, oh and, yeah! I don't know. Do you think it's a good game? Like, do you think like uh, who do you start here? Who do you start here? Who do you confidently yeah. start? <laughs> I think you can confidently start Larry Fitzgerald and my boy Bruce. You know Bruce Ellington. I've already hyped him up, so I won't go too much further in him. Bruce Ellington's a great play because Hopkins is gonna. I guess I am going into it. Hopkins is gonna get the Patrick Peterson coverage. And so, and Fuller's out for the game, right? Because of his ribs. That's why I think Ellington's going to go off. Uh, For the Cardinals, I like Blaine Gabbard a lot. Um, The Houston Texans have given up like a top 10 QB in the last three three games. Um, Their defense is just a wreck. And uh, I think Blaine Gabbard could really step this up. Like normally by rule, I would wait one game, but this is like going to be the best matchup that he gets all year. And... uh, Evan Silva was saying that he really loves a slot wide receiver. When Gabbert was on the 49ers, their number one wide receiver was Curly, who was a slot wide receiver. And so Fitzgerald is a really great play, and uh, I would suggest playing him in a like, daily fantasy. Nice. Uh, what do you think about David Johnson coming back after uh, Thanksgiving? Is that going to happen? I honestly think it's not going to happen, but if it is going to happen, the Cardinals need to win more games. And this is a game they have to win. It's, it's kind of like the Aaron Rodgers situation where if there's like a slight chance on paper, they're still in the uh, playoff hunt, he comes back. But right now he's even saying his wrist is a little weak and it would be kind of stupid to bring him. 
with that said, I would never cut him, right? Because you just never know, and it's such high upside. You got to take the chance. For sure. All right, Bucks Dolphins, uh, the Battle of Tampa, the Battle of Florida. Yeah, this, this is a bad game, right? This is the hurricane game, Derek. This is the game that got delayed oh, yeah. early in the season and got uh, set back to, to week 11. Uh, this is basically the reason why both these teams have been so bad this year uh, because they haven't had a bye week and they played uh, 11 games straight. Or yeah, this 10 is, games straight. This is really bad, yeah. Um, the Buccaneers just sort of fell on their face. It's so weird. Like it's almost, it's basically impossible for them. Like they have to win out in order to make the playoffs. Um, but I do feel like they're going to win some think, more games I down think the you stretch. Can, you, you can fork them, Derek. I think you can fork them at this point. I <laughs> yeah. don't think they're going to make the playoffs. No, no, I know. I, ah, I know, I know. Anyway, and then the Dolphins are ranked the worst team in the league by DVOA. I feel like David, or David Johnson, Doug Martin's going to have a big game here. You know, it's been a little bit of a little while, but the. The Dolphins just can't tackle. If they're not the worst run-stopping team in the league, it's it's a fluke. Because if you ever watch one of their games, like running backs are bouncing off every single player. So I like Doug Martin a lot in this game. Um, the passing game on both teams, I feel like it's going to be pretty solid, though, as well. Um, apparently, the outside wide receiver burns Tampa Bay pretty solid, solidly. So Devontae Parker could be a play here, too, like for the Dolphins. Just as a follow-up for the Doug Martin comments, uh, there was a, a report out that the offensive coordinator is not trying to get away from the run game and not trying to get away from Doug Martin, and they actually going to try to get in the ball more often because they have to uh, try to open up their passing game because they don't really have much of a passing game with uh, Fitzpatrick uh, by getting the ball to Doug Martin. So you could probably expect to see some serious uh, Doug Martin play, and then it, it is good news if you have, if you're a Doug Martin owner and uh, you've been worried these last two weeks. Uh, there's a real good chance that he bounces back and he's got a actually not a bad schedule the the upcoming week. So hopefully what was said by the offense coordinator is true and they do stick to him and uh, no, no more of this Peyton Barber bullshit uh, because I don't need that in my life. Um, I do think uh, with Fitzpatrick at the helm for the Buccaneers, you are, you are uh, restricted, I guess on your, 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 your ceiling comes down a bit. For all your major your major wide receivers, so I would feel nervous about Evans and uh, Jackson, uh, and uh, even Cameron Bray tight end. I feel I'm nervous about all of them. If you watched that game last week against the Jets, it did not look like Fitzger, uh, Fitzpatrick was uh, in game shape. He was huffing and puffing by halfway through the first quarter. So um, that's just something that I noticed from the game. I think you basically get to. Maybe take those guys that you thought were maybe a wide receiver one, knock them down to wide receiver two or a wide receiver three. And and nobody, all the fantasy fantasy analysts are basically saying don't start uh, Jay Cutler, but they're all saying it with the caveat that the matchup is really good. <laughs> I honestly yeah. think Cutler is a play here, but you have to have big balls to play him, and I don't have big enough balls to play him. But maybe somebody out there does, and if you do, feel free to email us. Tell us about your big balls at interception. <laughs> <laughs> podcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at us you know tell us just how the shape the size just how big your balls are at interception pod on twitter totally cool um i think drake's the guy uh the, the running back to want to own and at the dolphins i think that was kind of said earlier but if you watch the game on uh, monday night drake had that big run 
Uh, Williams was apparently a little bit sick or hurt or something. Uh, so maybe that's why you didn't see him as much. But Drake has been getting some serious separation. And I think Drake might be the guy you want to hang on to because uh, there is maybe some value there. For sure. Rams Vikings. So here's the big the game, game of the week. <laughs> game of the week. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is another funny situation where two different analysts are saying two completely different things. JJ Zacharyes is saying that both these teams, uh, when the game is close, actually pass more often than the league average. And so JJ Zacharyes is saying there's going to be a lot of plays, thus a lot of potential for offensive scoring fantasy wise. And then, uh, Evan Silva is saying that this is going to be a defensive battle. It's going to be very low scoring and to maybe stay away from the offensive pass catchers if you can. No, sadly, like the pass catchers on the Vikings are uh, your wide receiver ones right now. So you have to play them no matter what. Um, but you could probably get away from Woods here. I think Woods 100% is like a bad play here. I don't know how you feel. Uh, no, I have to agree with you. Like this is going to be a defensive battle, but... Let's keep in mind that I thought last week uh, Washington Vikings was going to be a defensive battle. So that turned out to be a, a gun show uh, with a crazy amount of points getting put up on the board uh, way over the over or the over under. Uh, and I lost some money on it. So I'm a little bit bitter. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you're right. The Vikings should have a good defense and uh, the Rams do have a good defense. And um, it'll be actually interesting to really see. I think this will be the first week since uh, the Rams buy where they're playing a, a team, a team that I think is actually good. Um, they haven't really done it. Uh, or, or Goff hasn't really done it against, I think a good stout defense. And it'll be interesting to see um, at the Vikings like in Minnesota, in that stadium, you're going to see, you're going to hear people scolding as loud as, as loud as, as possible. Um, and I, I could see that this being um, just a bad game. A guy I would want to stay away from uh, Gurley. I think Gurley's going to be shut down. I think if the Vikings are going to play it the way they should play it, they should be trying to shut down the run game uh, and then maybe force Goff to throw the ball. Um, and then uh, however that goes, that's how it goes. But I think um, I think you could probably bank on Gurley having a, a, an average day. He, he'd come back down to earth. I agree with you there. Um, people are pointing out that Jerk or Latavius Murray is uh, getting more and more snaps compared to Jerick McKinnon. Uh, there's a little bit of worry about Jarek McKinnon, but everybody's sort of the consensus is that McKinnon's the better player. I think the obvious is the fact that uh, if it's a close game, McKinnon's going to get the ball a lot more. Uh, if they're in the lead and they're trying to salt away the game, they're going to give it to Latavius Murray. And this looks like a game's going to be pretty close. So I think Mc McKinnon's a big play here. I think he, well, maybe not a big play, but I think he's a. Uh, Low end wide receiver two with wide receiver wide receiver running back two with running back one upside. I also uh, I know some people think it might be wise to play Case Keenum because he's had a couple games. I honestly do not believe for a second that Case Keenum finishes this game. I think he throws a pick uh, at some point in this game, maybe two picks, and they pull him and they put Teddy Bridgewater in. That's just based on all of the information they've been uh, they've been leaking out about how they almost or they wanted to start Bridgewater this week or they were daring themselves to. It was a really tough decision, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There was a ton of uh, talk after Sunday's game. I think everyone had the pun uh, building a case uh, for being the starter. Uh, it was pathetic after like the second time I heard it. I was so sick of it. <laughs> but the case <laughs> game looked good, but you're right. There was, there was two really, really, really bad passes that were picked off. 
Um, and I don't know if that justifies taking him out, but uh, do, how can you feel comfortable putting Teddy Bridgewater in a guy who hasn't played in over a year and a half uh, and just letting him start your team uh, unless you're that confident in your offensive line and that uh, he is he is good. No, exactly. She's the, the downside is just <laughs> so low, right? Yeah. For Keenum that you kind of just – unless you, you need a big game. Like if you need a big game, otherwise you're out no matter what, then I think you can play case. But uh, if you want sort of a floor, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go anywhere near him. For sure. Chiefs-Giants. Let's do it. So you play all your Chiefs. The Giants defense is hor- horrific. Play Evan And you, you play all your decent Giants because the KC defense is pretty horrible. Yeah. Right? Well, not right. all of them. Sterling Shepard. Okay, this is a bummer. This happens every so often. So our trade deadline is pretty early, right? It's the – yeah, it's November 11th. I would be trying to trade for Sterling Shepard so badly. I'd be trading for him like he's a wide receiver one right now. I think I could have got him. The fact that I didn't think about trying to trade for him before the trade deadline really frustrates me. Uh, he's getting, uh, I think he has 22 targets in the last two games. He's just going to get so many targets. And then, of course, Evan Ingram, he, he's the tight end one that we were talking about. He's like, top five tight end he might even outscore Gronk going forward just because he's getting so many targets he's getting targets like a number one wide receiver as well and anyway I'm just bummed about it because I feel like Shepard's still under enough the radar that you could trade somebody you know if you gave him like an offer that's like an RB2 for Shepard I think you're gonna be pretty happy about getting Shepard at that rate yeah I have to agree uh, and then I think Kansas City, uh, Alex Smith is going to go crazy on this game. Uh, Kareem Hunt's going to get right. They just came off a bye. Uh, and I think you could probably – Tyreek Hill is a safe throw. Travis Kelsey's a safe throw. This is a game that I think ends up being a, a 52-14 to 14 game. I think Kansas oh. City just runs all over him. I think uh, the Giants are going to score more points than that. I think Eli Manning's a solid play. Uh, last oh, week he was uh, QB on, 11. And I think he's going to be even City better game. this week. Dan, I might play him. All I'm right. not even, I'm not even wanna, joking. I think I'm playing him. Do you want to make this the bet? Like, are you going to well, pick the Giants? What, well, it's not that. No, okay. The Giants are not beating KC. What I'm saying is Eli Manning is going to throw for 250 yards and two touchdowns. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. Two touchdowns all right. is still only 14 points for the record. Uh, okay. Redskins <laughs> Saints. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I just, okay. The team's going to get like 21 points. <laughs> That's two right. touchdowns there. Redskins Saints. <laughs> All right, Redskins Saints. Uh, this is a salt. This is a sneaky good game, right? I think yeah. people are thinking this is the bonanza, you know, of the week. Uh, just because Washington gave up so many points last week, and the Saints are kind of just chugging along. But in today's NFL, doesn't it feel like this is the game where the Saints lose? You know, like there's just too much hype for the Saints right now, and I think Washington can go into New Orleans. Uh, this is my upset of the week, Dan. Wow. Wow. That's some balls, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to write myself. I'm going to talk about the shape and the size of my balls. Uh, interceptionpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, no, you're probably right, though, because it, it really is just how the league's been going. Like In these games where we thought there have been sure things in the past, I think back to the – the the Bears versus the Panthers back uh, like weeks ago, or even the Broncos versus uh, whoever the Broncos the played that one week and they lost to the Giants. The yeah, Giants, exactly. yeah. Uh, so like you're right. This is a game where the Saints I don't think have have any more momentum than they've have they have right now in this moment. 
Um, the way they just trounced uh, the Bills, the Bills last week. Um, but I, I have a hard time thinking they're going to lose at home, and I have a hard time thinking they're going to lose to the Redskins. I don't think the Redskins are like the Redskins are a good team, but they they make mistakes. They have a good defense, but I don't know how good their defense is at stopping the run. And it, this is a Saints team that loves to run the ball. They have great corners in, the, in Washington, but they really don't have uh, a, a stout uh, run D. And the run D is where they're going to get eaten up, uh, eaten alive, like uh, some mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah hey you you might be right you might be right uh they're the running the ball at a like historic rate um i do want to point out the fact so it's so funny because i don't think about i never think about the wins about fantasy football i think about the losses and if you look at my line my team in the one league week two i had both kamara and ingram on my bench and i remember making a rule where i'm not going to make any moves until week four I definitely broke that rule. I traded away Ingram. Danny, my team would be so good right now if I had those two, two players on my team. It just is what it is, but it's just it's funny looking back. Yeah, it's tough, eh? Yeah, you're losing now. It's kind of bad, right? <laughs> well, no, I'm gonna make I'm gonna win the whole thing, but I'm just saying it's it's funny. It's laughable. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Uh, okay, <laughs> in this game, who you starting? You started Kamara. You started Ingram. I think you can do those two guys confidently. It might be one of the others uh, big game. Like uh, they might one of the other might break out in the game, kind of like what Ingram did last week or Kamara did two weeks ago. But either way, they're both going to get some serious production. So your your floor is pretty safe. I think around at least seventy yards uh, for both of them, maybe higher, but. I think seven yards is probably a safe floor um, for your pass catchers. I love Michael Thomas here. I think Michael Thomas is, I know he's going to be covered and they have good corners, but I still think Michael Thomas is an amazing player. And he's got some crazy uh, targets this year and receptions. If you look at, he's not getting the touchdowns. And I think a lot of people are hurt by that, but he is still getting a lot of production. So he's still a safe play. And um, beyond that, the, the other guys are kind of, uh, it's kind of like the same situation with the uh, Pittsburgh, uh, where you kind of have a bunch of other guys who kind of sprinkle in. So you have Sneed, Coleman, um, and Ginn, who all kind of just mix in and, and see what happens. So uh, those guys I'm, I can maybe stay away from, especially in this game where uh, the Redskins do have a pretty good um, passing D. Um, but other than that, I'm confidently starting uh, Kamara, Ingram, and Thomas. I would look out for Crowder. He's gotten 10 double-digit targets the last two games. And uh, I think he went over 100 yards, too. It's so funny. He was so he was disappointed at the beginning of the season. But if you picked him up late in the season, I think he's going to be a solid play going forward. Do you know who the play, uh, the play of the week is this week, Derek? No. The play of the Chris week. Thompson. Other than Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. Chris motherfucking Thompson. Play of the week this week. <laughs> Chris Thompson. Um we have we know for a fact that Fat Rob or R. Kelly, uh, peeing on sheets boy himself, is uh, not going to be in this week. He hurt his ankle or his leg or something like that. Um, we don't know how it happened. Could have been a peeing accident. Who knows, right? He's trying to fly all the time, <laughs> uh, but he's not going to be playing. <laughs> he's not going to be playing this week. Samaje P. Ryan. I don't know if that's <laughs> just a coincidence. It's going to be the it's going to be the starting running back, but. Um, it, JJ Zacharyson pointed out this week that uh, Chris Thompson uh, has seen a larger market share with Fat Rob out of the game, uh, so you could actually expect him to see more production. And I just think Chris Thompson is the best running back in that on that team. So even with uh, P Ryan there, I feel like Chris Thompson gets some serious action, a lot of passing down stuff. Um, 
this would be a game of the passing down backs, I think. I think it'd be Camaro versus Chris Thompson. And I'm just going to be the guy in the background just laughing the whole way as I start both players. And I'm just going to be just raking it in, Derek. Yeah, I think they were saying that the Saints give up a lot of yards to screen passes. And like I think they might have been the number one team. And I feel I have to look at what the, how, what the games are next week. But apparently the matchup next week is really good for Chris Thompson as well. Play of the week. All right, Bills Chargers. Yeah, here we go. The, the game <clears> we're going at. Yeah, you can pretty much just write off all the Bills because we're going to be cheering so loud for those Chargers that those Bills players are not going to be able to catch anything. Like, I, I just don't know how, how the thing are going to be able to play. Have we told these people yet, Derek, that we've actually caused earthquakes before when we've been at games? Because we should really paint that picture. True, true. The one time <laughs> we're cheering, Seattle was playing Drew Brees and the Saints. We yelled so loud, it, it went off on the Richter scale. We broke the record at that time for the loudest stadium ever. Um, later ever. to be beaten by Kansas, Kansas City. City. But at that time, you know, we were just rocking. It was us. It we were on us. fire that day. What a day. <laughs> Who so are you starting this, here in this game? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Melvin Gordon's a big, huge play this week. I feel like he should be the play of the week. Um, the Bills have given up, I feel like, 500 yards in the last two two games that they played on the ground. And that's just ridiculous. They have the rookie quarterback in there as well. So like if they, uh, if they get behind in this game, uh, the Chargers are just going to sort of salt it out. Um, as, as much as it hurts me to say, if Eckler gets some play this game, I think he can do something as a, a fle- like a desperation flex play. Um, I'm not, I don't love the pass catchers for the Chargers, namely because I feel like I do see a scenario where they get up in the lead and are just able to run it so easily that they don't need to pass it. But the bills have actually been really susceptible to the pass the last three games as well. And on the bills, you have to play shady just because you have to, but I'd stay away from everyone else until you find out what Peterman is. Yeah. That seems like a fair assessment. Um, my biggest thing here is this game, I think kind of is a prove it game for the bills. The bills, if they lose this game, I think you can almost rule them out of the, of the playoff hunt. So it'll be interesting to see if they come out there, come into this game with that kind of mentality. Maybe they want it a little bit more. Um, and the Chargers, I don't know, they just seem to always lose games in the fourth quarter. They it's just just bad coaching. So I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see though. I think it'll be a good game uh, down the line, and hopefully Kelvin Benjamin does something and they they get him working more. It did seem like last week they had him um, they had him targeted a lot in their their first uh, drive. So those are those scripted plays. It seemed like they really scripted it towards getting the ball to Kelvin Benjamin. They looked at him three times or two times in the end zone, uh, and both of them uh, were just well defended. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out more with him getting more into the offense and and how the whole the whole schnick goes. <laughs> Agreed. Right. Okay. Um, right. Bengals. So Bengals. Broncos. The, I don't know why I said it that way, but this is a bad game. Like this is a game where I don't really want to watch yeah I, don't um, watch I, either. I think the only play really is the broncos defense um just i think the broncos d can stop basically anything the Bengals can do offensively so i wouldn't feel good about any of their players like you have to play uh, aj green but even i don't to be honest if you can get away from him you, maybe you do it like maybe you get a little cute and uh, the Bengals d is actually pretty solid um and the Broncos haven't done anything on offense this year. Uh, 
you probably have to play Demarius Thomas in this situation, but I wouldn't feel great about that either. And obviously, Emmanuel Sanders did well last week, but we can't just ex- expect uh, that to improve in this game because obviously the Patriots' defense isn't really like it might not be nearly as good as what the Bengals is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, do you want to just move on? <laughs> yeah, fuck that game. Yeah. <laughs> Patriots Raiders. So okay, here we this go. This is in Mexico City. Mex- Mexico City, I don't know, tequila, you know what I mean? Like uh, piñatas, do you know? Like samosas. Salsa? Samosas? I don't know. (laughs) Samosas, I don't know if they're Mexican. But they uh, must be. Tacos. Tacos. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so they're Mexico City. It's very high altitude. Um, The Patriots have been practicing in Denver for the last week to get a Acclimatized, acclimatized, whatever. There it is. You know, the, the doctor I follow on Twitter, it's very interesting. He was he kept mentioning, he's like, I don't see any medical reason why this would help. But personally, I feel like if the ball's sailing a little bit further, or you know what I mean, like kickoffs are going a little further, you're gonna want to practice in that kind of climate to sort of see how it's all gonna bounce. You also want to find out how your your body's gonna react, right? So if you get really exhausted right away during practice when you're like. Um, you, you're going to at least be ready mentally later on. And, you know, maybe they f- figure out that they have to switch out the linemen a little more often just based on the practice. So it was weird that this doctor kept saying it. He's being pretty cocky about it too, just saying, I don't see any medical reason why this helps, but it's not really about the medical reason. It's about getting ready and putting yourself in the exact situation for game time. So you're ready to play. Anyway, that was just a little yeah, rant. Man. That really pissed me off. Yeah. Put that shade on that fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the guy too. But Sounds it's gonna be a huge good. game, uh, okay. though, fantasy wise. Yeah, I think points wise, this is this is probably um, like a, a plethora. This is the this is the 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 pot of gold at the end of the rainbow kind of thing, right? Like uh, the rainbow being Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> the definitely the have a pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, there's a whole wall there. Uh, okay, so the Raiders. I'm starting Amari Cooper this week, and I'm starting him confidently because the Patriots, uh, yes, they've they've shored up their defense, uh, uh, I guess, somewhat, but I still think there's holes there, and I still think Amari Cooper can get open. I think Crabtree, uh, if anything, will draw more attention, uh, so I could see him being double covered, and I could see Amari Cooper getting open. But that could either go that could go either way easily, right? Um, Marshawn Lynch, uh, I could see play being a decent play here. Like I said, I think this is gonna be a lot of points. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of defense for, by any side, so I think. Um, you could probably safely start most of your players on the Raiders and on the Patriots. Um, what do you think, Derek? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, this feels like a Tom Brady stomp down game. Uh, the Raiders haven't been able to stop the run, and and clearly Tom Brady's going to be ready to pass it on this defense. Um, I I do, and I think I am going to pull it off in one of my leagues. I'm going to be playing Rex Burkhead and Dion Lewis. I think they're both playable this game, and big Gronk smash game as well. Um, and I think you're right about the Raiders' uh, offense too. Like, you know, I think they get behind and they're gonna have to pass the ball a lot more. And that uh, Patriots defense, though they've been shutting down people, like they haven't been a sieve like they were early in the season. They're still not great. And I think somebody, somebody's gonna go off. Like whether it's Crabtree or Amari Cooper, it just depends on where they roll the coverage. But it's gonna be interesting how that all turns out. Yeah, I'm also certain Burkhead this week. I think uh, Burkhead. Uh, I think one of the podcasts this week uh, made a point of, hey, if you're out there and you're you're stopping uh, and you're blocking field goals, uh, you're going to get more play time. And uh, last week, Burkhead got out there, he blocked a field goal, and uh, you know that 
Bill Belichick was just uh, all over himself when he saw that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like just I like. Oh, I just gonna say, you know that thing where you like hug yourself and then it looks like you're making out with yourself. I think that's what he was doing. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I do know that thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got me through high school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So, uh, and then as far as your wide receivers uh, on the Patriots go, Brandon Cooks probably safe play. Uh, do you like Amendola? Oh yeah, Amendola for sure. I guess uh, the Raiders were giving up a lot of passing yards in the slot. So Amendola is actually a solid play. And then just stay away from Philip Dorsett. Um, I wouldn't play Bennett either until he gets a little more healthy, until we really figure out how he's going to be implemented in this offense. But, yeah, Gronk and Cook for sure. Like, I don't you see, like, with a high altitude, I see Cook running full speed and then Brady just throwing as hard as he could. You know, like yeah, huge passes. Yeah. Okay, Eagles-Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know. This game itself, I think, is really exciting because of all the playoff implications. Like, basically, Dallas is a must-win game for them. But because that tackles out, and they did so poorly last game, um, this Eagles defense is actually really good, especially on the line. I don't think Dallas is going to be able to do much. Yeah, like let's let's put the over/under on the sacks. What, what would you have to have the over/under to be for you to bet the under? Um, five. Five. One guy had six sacks last week on the Falcons. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, but come on, let's not. Like, they they didn't give him any help like all game. <laughs> you think Garrett at least be like, okay, let's give that guy a little bit of help. This right. now. Well, that's fair. So in that case, I would bet the over because I think uh, there's going to be more than five sacks. I think the Eagles are just going to dominate, uh, and I don't see the Cowboys being able to stop them. Um, I do think this will be a higher scoring game though. Because uh, the Eagles like to run the score up, and I think the Cowboys will. I think Dak is still good, so I think they'll still be able to get some points on the uh, going. But I do think no matter what happens, I think Carson Wentz uh, takes this game over, and we see him in action. Um, I'm starting. Uh, I'm starting Jeffrey, even though he's got a bit of an ankle injury. I'm also going to start Nelson Aguilar. I think that may be a little bit dangerous, but I kind of like it uh, just because. <laughs> uh, well, I did hear Cowboys. that Dallas was. I was going to say, yeah, Dallas is susceptible to slot receivers, so Aguilar is not a horrific play for you there. So that's good. For sure. Cowboys, Cowboys are starting. Dez. Bryant, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's probably it. Maybe more. Well, I guess you, you probably could play Morris. No, you can't. But Eagles run defense is probably the best part of their defense. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, Okay, stay away. Stay away. Stay away. But pick up Rod Smith just because – he got more snaps, and I know they kept on saying because he's the pass-catching back and they lost, but we're thinking they're going to lose this game as well. And um, if they can't get anything going, like don't you see a scenario where like in two or three games they're like, okay, we're going to really give uh, Rod Smith a chance here. And boom, all of a sudden you got this breakout guy going into the playoffs. And it happened, Eric. It officially happened. All those people who were gloating for the first, I don't know, uh, nine weeks, that they had Ezekiel Elliott, and he was going to take him to the promised land. And, oh, no, Ezekiel Elliott's not going to get suspended. Ezekiel Elliott is officially suspended for six games. He withdrew his repeal. He is not going to play until week 16. And how confident are you going to be starting Ezekiel Elliott uh, in your fantasy playoff championship? Zero percent. Because how can you think that a guy coming off of, uh, off of a suspension is going to be healthy and ready to play? Don't be crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about Everyone, that. With their Elliot, uh, everyone who's got Elliot on their team who thought they were being so coy and so smart uh, in the in the draft, uh, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Falcon Seahawks. 
so the real game of the week, we talked about it. This is another game that we will be there. We will be cheering. So you basically have to assume that the Seahawks are going to just destroy the Falcons in this game. Uh, with that said, because of the banged-up defense, I think uh, a- uh, A.J. Green, uh, Julio Jones is going to be able to go off. And uh, and so I think Matt Ryan might be a play as well here. And then definitely Coleman. Coleman's a huge play here. Yeah, Coleman is the play, I think, on this team for sure. I think he he wrecks it up just like no one else. This could be great. And then Russell Wilson, probably the number one quarterback going forward, in my opinion. And Doug Baldwin, like, he, like definitely a top five wide receiver going forward as well. Just they're passing the ball too many times because they can't run the ball. And they're going to be huge fantasy assets going forward. I have to agree. I really hope it's a good game for Julio Jones. Um, also, Austin Hooper. Uh, it seemed like last week uh, when they they're got, kind of getting their offense on point, Austin Hooper was playing quite well. Uh, it looked like they were trying to get him more involved or get one more aspect of their game involved, get that tight end uh, more throws. And it seemed like he was one of the guys they were trying to get the ball to uh, short and in the red zone. So um, I don't mind just maybe not starting Austin Hooper, uh, but having him just on your bench to see how he plays again. If he if he puts up uh, decent numbers or gets keeps the targets coming. Uh, I wouldn't mind having him on my team. Yeah, I forgot to mention Jimmy Graham. He's going to be like a top three, top four tight end going forward as well. He, he Yeah, this whole C, uh, Seahawks offense, like just like they do every year, the second half of the season, they're a solid play. And then a thing the person to keep an eye on is Chris Carson could, in theory, come back like week 15. So like, if a, he might be a stash, but it's up to you. You okay there? It sounded like you uh, yeah. almost died. I just uh, dropped my phone on the floor. Uh, oh, that's not bad. Though. It's just cool, cool. Uh, Okay, let's do bet of the week. Bet yeah, of the go. week. Here. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Uh, I got kind of thrown off by my phone falling onto the floor. Uh, okay, bet of the week, everyone. It's the WEAK bet of the week. Uh, not the same uh, throw as you do each week, but it hasn't been working for us anyways. Uh, as I lost again last week with uh, that crazy uh, Minnesota-Washington game getting way over the over-under. Uh, really fucked up all my bets. <laughs> How did you do last week, Derek? Uh, I didn't do so well. I, I did a quick bet, though, uh, with the Patriots plus seven and the 49ers winning. And I did win a couple bucks off of that. So that... That felt pretty good. I was all over the 49ers beating the Giants last week, um, but I parlayed it with like a crazy upset. I'm, I'm kind of blanking on it right now, so I'm definitely filibustering. You know, just in, in, and what a filibuster is is when you just keep talking about something <laughs> in order to fill up time, right? So that you know, you know, so people don't think, oh, just hey, that's dead air. What, like, what's going on here? Anyway, so what did I? Oh, fuck, I don't know who I ended up picking. So I'm totally blank. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. It's rough, man. It's rough. Oh, who did Go I parlay ahead. with? Go ahead. Anytime you got it. Oh, the Chargers. It was the Chargers versus Jacksonville. Yeah, oh, my God. First of all, I would have won a decent amount. I would have won, uh, like, eight times my money. And uh, LA won that game three times. And then how did they throw it away? They intercept the ball two times with two minutes left in the game. And they still, Jacksonville gets the ball back. And that ends up tying the game. And then in overtime, Rivers throws a fucking pick, which the wide receiver just had to be a man enough to take it away from A.J. Booyah. Anyway, I'm very pissed off about the whole thing. 
but I'm bringing it back this week. Uh, I know like I, I did sort of a panic bet and then won some money back last last week, but this is the week guaranteed. I put my rest of my money roll on it, all $11 of it. So it's a big <laughs> bet here. Okay. I like it. Um, so okay, you want to myself... hear what it is or do you want, do you oh, want I'm, me to oh, definitely. tease it for now? I thought you went through it. Let's hear it. Do you want to hear mine first and do yours? Yeah, let's hear yours. Let's like tease it. pretty wicked. Because mine's right. a guarantee. So I... It's a slam dunk. Oh, slam dunk. Oh, man. I, I'm nervous about mine now. Uh, okay, I got Detroit uh, over Chicago. They're negative 3.5, so they got to win by more than three and a half points, so more than a field goal. I think that's going to happen. I know we kind of talked about Detroit. Uh, being a fourth quarter team and kind of playing down to other players, but I do think they're better than Chicago, and they win by at least a touchdown. So I picked Detroit for the negative point, uh, with the point spread. Uh, Kansas City. Uh, I know Derek thinks that the Giants are going to keep a, uh, keep score twenty one points. Whatever. I think Kansas City scoring at least ten and a half points more than them, uh, which is what they need to do for me to win that point spread uh, score. So I'm taking KC negative ten point five. I'm going to take the under on the Tampa Bay Miami game. It's forty one and a half points. I don't think many points get scored here because they both don't have very good offenses. Um, so I'm thinking 41.5 points is probably a safe thing to boot, uh, do an under on. And then I'm taking Philadelphia. Uh, 4.5 point uh, favorites against Dallas. Uh, I think they beat Dallas by at least a touchdown once again. And I'm taking Philadelphia. All those in for a $10 bet. I win $133 and all my money back from all the bets so far this year. Easy money. Easy, easy, easy money. <laughs> all right so i put all my money on it um i got the arizona Cardinals money line over the houston texans i actually regret not waiting until now to do the bet because i got them at 1.85 and right now the arizona Cardinals are paying out 2.1 um so they're the underdogs right now which is ludicrous against a horrific texans team and my boy blaine gabbert the man the myth the legend q being for the Cardinals. Cardinals are guaranteed to win that one. And I parlayed it with the Chiefs over the Giants just to get my two-game pick. Uh, easy way to make a little more than double your money. Just do it right now. Go sell your house. <laughs> take all that money. <laughs> put it on the, that parlay. It's guaranteed. Sorry. The, the parlay is the Cardinals point spread and what? No, no. Just Cardinals money line, money line. and Lions money line. Or sorry, <laughs> KC money line. Okay, yeah, that's a safe. That's a safe bet. It's guaranteed win. It's free money. It's free money. Free, is it free money? Well, I'm just, no. It's free. Like you, you bet on it and then you you win automatically. So it's free money. So if I bet on it right now, and I say put two dollars, let's say I win four dollars eighty cents for two dollars. That is not worth the free money. I'm not doing that bet. That's not worth a two dollar <laughs> bet, Dan. That's worth a hundred. I would put a hundred bones on that. It's guaranteed. Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Well, we'll see how it works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk about it next week. I've seen you lose uh, enough this season to not do these crazy bets. Uh, okay. We made it to the end of the show. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you probably heard our uh, our email and Twitter handle. Uh, but if you just skip to the end of the, the bet of the week, as we think all of you guys do, because it is the best part of the show, let's face it, uh, you can reach us on Twitter at interceptionpod or send us an email at uh, interceptionpodcast at gmail.com. I nailed that. You crushed it. You crushed it. Uh, fantastic, Derek. I will see you on Saturday in sunny LA. We will be riding high, drinking Mai Tais, and something that rhymes with that. Wheeling and dealing. 
<laughs> I didn't even realize you were rhyming. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got to the point where I needed a rhyme, and I didn't have one lined up. So, uh, all right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a nice episode. See you guys. <laughs>